Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith Talk, where we talk all things theology, religion, and life's tough questions. I'm Oliver, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Peyton Arnett. Hey, happy summer, guys. Happy 4th of July. This is the July episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And today we're joined by a close friend of ours, Zion Taito. (laughs) So Zion, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. When I got the email, right, the email from the exact email from from Faith Talk, you know, it was, uh, you know, I couldn't say no. And so I'm just blessed and honored to be back here uh, from my roots of high school. And so seeing what you guys have been doing this past year, let alone with just this podcast, has been a blessing. So just know I've been tuning in to Spotify (laughs) and listening, you know, when I'm out there because it always brings me back a sense of home. And so I'm honored to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for the audience, why don't you kind of like introduce yourself a little bit, you know, kind of give us your 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 worldview mm-hmm. is the term I'll use, your, you know, your religion, kind of just your perspective on life. Yeah. yeah. Answers to life's tough questions, right? Okay. Yeah, there you go. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for starters, obviously, my name is Zion Taito. I am Samoan and uh, I've, uh, you know, I've grown up Adventist. Uh, I am currently at La Sierra University in Riverside, California. Uh, I am studying and majoring in religious studies. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, I, you know, whatever God wants me to do after undergrad, you know, mm-hmm. I'll let it be. But something I want to do and approach in the church is uh, so, uh, really tackle the idea of how we do worship. Mm-hmm. And I want to become a worship pastor awesome. and, uh, you know, see what we can tag off of, you know, how important and what we should do with worship in the church and the importance of it. And uh, I love God. You know, I've been trained, you know, all my life. Uh, to to love God, to love Him, to love others. Mm-hmm. But you know, as I've gotten older, my thinking has grown, my faith right has uh, broadened and and is still shaping right because mm-hmm. we're people that we're still growing and learning from new things every day. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've you know I went to school at Auburn Adventist Academy with these guys, mm-hmm. uh, did campus ministries, and now it's just a shocker to see what they're doing now, even post COVID, even amidst COVID, and yeah. so like. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what, yeah, I'm doing. So that's yeah. why, yeah. yeah. That's one of the things that I think is so wonderful about all the people that I've worked with in my many different outlets of ministry is uh, one of the reasons uh, you've been on our guest list for a while. Okay. Because you, you wow. do music production. <laughs> yeah, well, with so Sa- like, Sammy, like, actually. Like our producer, Sammy, yeah. right? You do music production and you talked about worship. Yeah. Um, and we all worship in these different ways. Yeah. And one of the most important things is not shutting any of those doors. Yeah. Because we have one way of doing things. It's great, right? I, I enjoy a very traditional church service. Yeah. But people need to have outlets for other ways to worship yeah. because just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. And one of the ways I, I kind of worship actually is this sort of thing. Yeah. Conversations, yeah. right? I, I love the art of conversation. You're in music production. Oliver does graphic design, yeah. right? And there's all these different ways that we're talented and bringing yeah. those perspectives to the table is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many different ways of worship. It's crazy. Yeah, just using those those spiritual gifts that God gave you. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's a reminder that He gave it to you for a purpose, right? For yeah. a reason. Yeah. Yeah, the reason. Yeah, I, uh, Pastor Rome and I are doing a sermon series coming up. A uh, little plug here, but the, called the reason <laughs> for God, right? Yeah. And one of the things I'm talking about in the first part, it's about the uncaused first cause in the Creator. And one thing I'm going to focus on there is how. God designed us, right? So if, if we were designed by an intelligent creator, that means that those gifts you have are not an accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which adds that meaning to your life. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I actually do have a purpose Intended. because a, an intelligent, loving being created me for a purpose and gave me these gifts for a reason. Yeah. And gave me these interests for a reason. Yeah. 
and and that adds that meaning for life yeah yeah Yeah. uh i think that's very beautiful what you guys have been both saying you know we talked about how you guys just said right now uh allowing those different spaces for different people Mm -hmm. that uh can worship right and you know different sometimes is often viewed as a problem for people sometimes Mm -hmm. and you know (laughs) it's a part of taking that leap Mm -hmm. you know being open to something different because while oftentimes things might not be what you want, mm-hmm. they're often what you need. And so, uh, you know, worship is just something that, you know, people come from very different like backgrounds, different, you know, cultures. Yeah. And there's different ways, you know, where someone might just only want a hymn song or in, like with one organ and, you know, mm-hmm. go more <laughs> toward, towards, like, the liturgical yeah. service yeah. of the olden days. And then there might be with, like, a huge band. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be some gospel. It's going to be some praising hands. But, you know, I believe that there is beauty in, you know, the many different cultures yeah. and ways of how we approach worship. So. As, as, long as, you got, as long as you got Christ at the center of it. Yeah. If, if, if the heart's right. I was just yeah. talking to Pastor Rome just not long ago at all. And we were talking about how it's about where the heart's at. Yeah. In the place, like people point out discrepancies in the scripture, of like, well, in this place, uh, like, like when David took a census here, God, God said that's wrong. He should have taken that sentence. But then in the New Testament, Luke talks about numbers and like, why is numbers wrong here and right here? It's like it's about the heart behind it. Yeah. So somebody may look at like a rock band, and, and I've even said before that like, if you put a rock band in church, if you got the words right and you got the heart right, I'm cool with that. Some people may not like that, yeah. but it's about the message in the heart of the yeah. thing. It really is. Yeah. That'd be so cool, man. I'd be so down to see <laughs> I, a rock concert at church. Well, yeah. Yeah. If, it's for me, like, I'll listen to songs by, like, Skillet because <laughs> yeah. they, they, Skillet. maybe they're a little allowed for some people. Yeah. And that's cool, too. You know, I'm a big hip-hop guy. I listen yeah. to a lot of Christian mm-hmm. rap, yeah. Christian mm-hmm. hip-hop. Look great. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. This is this isn't exactly the topic we discussed, but I'm yeah. loving the conversation. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would like to get into that though, because when you when we got your email back, yeah, uh, you sent in the topic, and I, I there might have been a verbal, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, when I when I read that, because that was perfect. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about. Well, that. hey guys, come on, your two hosts right here are graduates. <laughs> they just graduated this year, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, we're. We're approaching now the next step in what our life is. You know, some for, for some of us that may be college, college. some of us that may be work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there it's not only one way of how we can approach whatever yeah. is next in our life. But I did want to talk about uh, campus life <laughs> and faith after high school. Right. Right. Because we grow up going to church once a week or through doing Vespers and Bible studies and worships or wherever throughout the week. You know, we're in that, you know, knowing we're going to high school, knowing we're going through K through eight and like we're just in this routine of where faith is being presented to us. And like it's not really there's not really room for us to like shape it on our own. Yeah. Right. And like it's kind of like you're you're waiting with like a lot of consumerism. But that's that's Mm -hmm. that's something on its own that can be discussed after after high school. You're really waiting with like. What principles, what mm-hmm. morals, what ethics are you going to take right. in approaching your life? And how can you do that on your own? And so that's kind of like what I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. you know, whether that's in school or whether that's not. Yeah. And so, well, it, what's cool too is that I think the, the audience kind of grown here. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening to this, I hope a lot of people listening to this, yeah. are actually still in high school. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> I think that 
you know, we, we all went to Adventist schools yeah. gr- growing up, right? So we experienced, I don't want to, some may use the word shelter. Yeah. Or you grew up with that with that worldview yeah. inf- infused in you. Now, you you are, you still keep that with you as, yeah. as you grow, right? You do. But I, when you said that, I thought, okay, I'm just thinking of people who are like going out of that. Yeah. going into like the secular university yeah right because the secular university is one of the number one places i think yeah. on the planet you can go yeah where your faith will be challenged yeah and i think you even experienced that in a private school yeah no you do yeah. so i'm curious because because you have more experience with that yeah than than i do yet i'm going into that yeah but i haven't gotten there yet so you know i'm sure you guys have both have already like had your talks with like you know people that have helped mentor you throughout mm-hmm. you know those that are older and wiser like that have told you guys about college and what it's like or what life is like after uh, high school and you know the real truth is and there this is like literally so true you can find anything and everything wherever you want if yeah. you look for it <laughs> oh yeah and that's that that even this is real guys this is real okay we're gonna be real here this is a space for authenticity mm-hmm. and you bro even in the adventist colleges there are people that have outlets to parties to drinking to smoking mm-hmm. and all of that and that culture is real, right? And being someone who is grown up in a place and a, and a, you know, whatever background you you've grown up in, where like all of that stuff is like, your belief system is like kind of already there for you, and you're just there to take it. And you're kind of like sheltered, mm-hmm. as you said. Yeah. You're going out of that, and this is where you are going to be challenged, and like mm-hmm. that stuff is going to be tested. Yeah. And so that stuff is real, even in the secular world. Or even in like the Adventist colleges, trust me, it comes from like the people that you least expect it with, and like the places that you least think it would be. Mm-hmm. And so you have to like that's why I said like in your faith walk you have to be prepared for like stuff like that, and allow yourself to continue to be shaped and growing and learning every day. And yeah. so, but yeah, that stuff is real, man. Oh yeah, that stuff is real. I mean, you know, Oliver, you've heard it a thousand times because we do this podcast, and I, I talk about it all the time. With, with the that's the role of apologetics to me. Yeah, and you know, as as Pastor Rome has, has mentored me here during my time at this church uh, that we're recording at right now. For those yeah. of you who don't know, we are recording on a, on a church <laughs> hey, campus. It's a yeah. right here. <laughs> um, he's he's talked a lot about like the college secular university. Yeah, because the the secular university is like the extreme example. Yeah, but I I really and I've I went on a lot of college tours as someone who's embarking on that that step, and I've seen that yeah you'll find what you're looking for yeah good or bad no you will and, yeah and all of the universities whether you're going to a private Christian university or not have it and in, in the workforce of course I have experience in the in the secular workforce as well let me tell you my faith is challenged there yeah <laughs> you don't even know and in the challenge with that is what isn't isn't appropriate to talk about at work, right? Yeah. And and that's one of the reasons I want to go to a Christian university. Yeah. Is because I'm like, okay, there at least I'm allowed to talk about it. Yeah. But that's that's why apologetics I think is so important is when you're confronted with that, right? Mm-hmm. S- say somebody asks you a question about God. You have to be able to give an answer. Yeah. That's what my one of my favorite verses is first Peter three fifteen. First Peter three fifteen says, Always be prepared to give an answer for the hope mm-hmm. that you have. And always be ready to explain yeah. it. And do it in a gentle and respectful way. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dr. Frank Turk puts it this way. He says, people are getting talked out of Christianity, especially when they go to college, because they've never been talked into it yeah. in the first place. <laughs> if, if you haven't been taught why you believe what you believe, you never get anywhere. And, and that's kind of the mission of Faith Talk is that conversation. Yeah. So you actually are informed. 
Yeah. That's a that's a very um it's a good life lesson for just in general your beliefs mm-hmm. with religion and other things you believe as well. You should always be able to give Absolutely. a reason why you mm-hmm. believe that. Earlier we were talking about faith and that it's a whole leap of faith and it's good to have faith. Faith is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But blind faith, yeah. It's absolutely. You need to have. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) But when you have faith, you should have a reason why you have that faith. It shouldn't just be I believe it because I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the most common misconceptions that that I I like to talk about and have a conversation and dialogue because that's not the faith the scripture is talking about. Mm -hmm. Again, we call the show Faith Talk, and and it's many shows are called something with the word faith, and we use the word faith a lot. Oh, you just got to have faith. And we kind of do that even, like someone's going through a hard time. Oh, you just got to have faith. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, what is that? What is that? And it's not what we think it is. Yeah. Because over time, I think due to sheltered environments, over history, people have gotten used to just having the faith of their parents. Yeah. But the fact is, is that the faith that Paul is talking about is faith because of, not in lack of. Yeah. And there's a big difference. I'm coding that down. I'm coding that down. (laughs) Those bars right there. Yeah, but... You, like the initiation process of like like how you said that like some it's because some people haven't even like heard about it they ain't even like had that initial conversation sometimes the spark to like someone's you know faith walk is through a conversation of simply course, just like yeah. this it doesn't take a service like oh, we're and off, yeah like you know it's not even a conversation yeah. about faith right yeah it can be a conversation with something totally different something yeah exactly mm-hmm. the least uh, what you'd expect it to be. And so, just simply taking that spark, really, mm-hmm. to be honest. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, you, it's about relationships, right? Yeah. As ministers of the gospel, and I've talked about this many times, that we're all called to be ministers of the gospel. Yeah. Um, we got to use every type of conversation. Yeah. Going back to that, that example of working in the secular world. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really supposed, you're not supposed to talk to your coworkers. Yeah. You can't just be like, so nice to meet you. What do you think about God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. You, you talk about other things. Yeah. But eventually it always comes out. I've noticed that. As someone who, who faith is the number one thing in my life. God is number one. And I, I make that a very strong priority. It always comes up. Yeah. And I've had times at work where people are like, okay, I think we're going into territory where probably not appropriate for work. Yeah. But the conversation always goes there. Yeah. But it doesn't start there. No, it does. It yeah. starts with conversations about movies. Yeah. Right? Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. You talk about TV movies and, and just life. Yeah. And eventually the conversation gets there. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the quintessential questions yeah. of life. It's interesting how that works like that. Like you were talking about that book about, oh, what's the name of it? Hollywood Heroes. That one. Yep. Yeah. How all our stories reveal his story. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy because when you really think about it, he really is at the center of everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, it's crazy. We're all just little chapters. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and in that going going to the, the topic at hand at um, how to do like specifically I keep using universities as the general example, but one of the ways I think we can reach people on universities as ministers is using examples like that. Yeah. Is connecting with people through relevancy. Yeah. yeah, the relevancy. Yeah. That's one of the things I think we really have enjoyed on this podcast yeah. is feeling comfortable doing that. Yeah. Because that's what it interests people, right? Yeah. That that's what this generation, our generation, yeah. is is interested in, and and they're look for instance, people may not like that, right? 
someone may challenge you, uh, someone who's maybe an older person in the church who hasn't seen this sort of thing before. Yeah. and says, hey, why are you using secular things to, to talk about biblical things? Yeah. You just got to look at Paul. Yeah. Uh, Paul did that. Yeah. Paul used secular philosophy in order to make his point. Yeah. And we can do the same thing today, yeah. especially on college campuses. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can't, like, that goes to say, like, like how you said about Paul, if you can't make those connections mm-hmm. in different aspects of your life, what what are you going to, like, expect to be relevant to those mm-hmm. that aren't familiar with that? And so also another thing is, too, um, we were talking about, you know, in the universities, like, uh, we've been, like, trained to, like, go to the, you know, a church service on Saturday mm-hmm. through Vespers and all of that. You will see, like, opportunity of where people, you know, they will have that level of freedom. And then once they get there to, like, you know, after high school right. and college, you know, they're, they're not going to want to go to certain mm-hmm. things anymore. And, like, it all, like, all of that is, like, tested. It all starts with the simplicity of this idea of what we call choice. And mm-hmm. so, like, what decisions are you going to make and, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. And that's. That goes back. It goes back to the home, doesn't it? Yeah. Like uh, you always look. Uh, Jordan Peterson, who's somebody who I follow pretty regularly, read his stuff. He talks about how it starts in the home and the psychology. It does that because, and he, he even describes it this way. He says, "Before you go out and criticize the world and talk about all the things going on in the world, first get your house in order." Mm-hmm. He also puts it this way: clean your room first. Yeah. Just do the simple things. Yeah. But when you talk about like uh, students going to college campus. And giving up their faith mm-hmm. and, and choosing other choosing other things, we need to raise our kids. And this is me talking to my generation, yeah. who's at some point sooner rather than later probably going to be having another generation. And we need to raise our kids to know why. Yeah. Because I think if our kids knew why, they wouldn't be going to college and giving it up. Because there is good reason for it. Yeah. It's just not taught. You're just raised. Okay, you're a Christian. That's what you believe. You go to church. You go to school. That's that. And it's forced on you, yeah. and it, it's not personalized to yeah. you, and then you don't want it anymore when you're given the choice. As opposed to raising someone and saying, "This is this is faith. This is why we believe what we believe," yeah. and then giving that kid the choice from day one. Yeah. Then I think there'll be a very different outlook yeah. once they get to universities. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a very good point about how the whole thing about it being forced mm-hmm. is one of the biggest deterrents from faith. It's like that. The whole like religion versus spiritualism things like religion is this set of rules you have mm-hmm. to follow go to church every mm-hmm. saturday or sunday go to vespers you have to do that versus spiritualism is that relationship mm-hmm. with god then because of that you will do those things mm-hmm. yes not you do those things because mm-hmm. of that exactly mm-hmm. yep. yeah and i loved what you said about that because you know in part of my time in high school when I was a part of campus ministries, and I'm sure you guys were too as well. Mm-hmm. I saw that. And, um, you know, ministry, even my parents have taught me this, it starts at home. Absolutely. It starts at home. And it starts at the stuff of what you're doing at home, the way you act, the way you eat, the way you clean yourself, mm-hmm. whether or not you make your bed or not, mm-hmm. you know, like, hygiene process and all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my dad has always told me, he's like, you know, how do you expect to be of good impact and influence mm-hmm. and of good work? If you can't even do that at home. Yeah. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And so, like, it starts at home, guys. And that's, that, Kavanji even told us that with Campus Ministries, too. He would always, yeah. he would always, like, tell us, you know, it's like, you know, guys, the ministry, before it gets out there, it starts at home. Absolutely. It starts at home, so. You know, to add on to that, too, because that's absolutely true. What I found 
Is it gonna be the hardest in the home? It is the hardest. It, it's it's almost like it is you hardest. get used to your home being a certain way. Yeah. And then it's harder when you're that close to those people. Yes. To to do ministry at home. Yeah. It's almost easier yeah. when it's just your community. Yeah. It's it's almost less weighty in a yeah. way. Uh but it does start there. Yeah. Because if, if you can't minister in your home, if you can't get together as a family and worship and minister, yeah. then you're going to have a hard time going out to yeah. your, your church family, your yeah. community, because we are all one race, yeah. human race, one family. Yeah. And if you can't minister to home, you're not going to be able to do it yeah. very effectively anywhere yeah. else. And, like, I, I love that. It actually makes me think of uh, – we're all Seahawks fans, right? No. Mm, all right. Not. We have the odd man out here. Did yeah. we grow up being Seahawks fans? I did. Mm. Okay. Did. Yeah. He didn't. No. <laughs> so – do we remember like that LOB era? Oh, like yeah. the in the whole like Skittles with Marshawn. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Come on. Hey, yeah. we got a ring. We didn't get the other, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh Marshawn Lynch mm-hmm. was the, you know, he was a beast. Oh, literally yeah. beast mode. Beast mode. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh he had this one interview in the Super Bowl that we were playing the Patriots. Where he said with, I'm just here so I don't get fined. No, no, no. He like, always kept saying that. No, he's like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. here so I won't get fine. Mm-hmm. I guess that's really why I'm here at Faith Talk. No, but, <laughs> no, but uh, no, he 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 had this uh, interview with uh, Deion Sanders, I think, mm-hmm. or one of the greats, and he was asked, he's like, "You excited for today?" And and he's like, "How do you do what you do?" And then Marshawn replies, "I'm just about that action, boss." Do you guys remember that interview? I think so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that so that that statement. You know, it's something that we should ask ourselves as Christians in our approach to faith. Mm-hmm. You know, are you really about that action? Mm-hmm. And it starts at home. Yeah. That action. Are you like and you said that that level of, you know, intimacy mm-hmm. that we have with those that are close at our home. You know, there, it's like it's like harder to like reach them. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're one way towards them, it's yeah. like when you go out there, it's like, uh, that person's mm-hmm. not really about that action. He's yeah. not like, my brother doesn't do that. You know, <laughs> and I have fear. I have two sisters that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, like, I just like, you know, some people, uh, I was told this uh, from one of my professors at a school, you know, some lead because of like the office mm-hmm. or the label that they have. And then some others like lead because they're called to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. That's something also I think we can also approach in our life oh, yeah. and taking it in faith. So, yeah. It's about the heart in it. Again, yeah, right? the heart. The heart. Yeah, and that's what I worry about titles so much. Yeah. Um, even taking it to the, the absolute extreme, right? Yeah. Uh, I'll often say this, and it, people just get perplexed when I say it, but like uh, the person who is president of the United States shouldn't want to be president of the United States. Yeah. Right? He, he, he shouldn't want is. to be there. He just is. It should be out of serving. Yeah. It should be a sacrifice. He's and it's about that action. It's, you know, we take that to the logical yeah. extreme, but ministry is the actual logical mm-hmm. extreme. You shouldn't do ministry because you want to yeah. or because you think you'll get something out of it. Yeah. That's actually doing the opposite. Yeah. You do it because you've been called to do it. Yeah. You, you, you've received that call. You know God wants you to do it. Yeah. And then you you should be making sacrifices. Yeah. If you're not, then maybe maybe you should think about that. Because yeah. it's not about us. It's yeah. about what he's called us to do. Yeah. And and that's not a popular thing today either. Yeah. On on universities it very much is about you. Yeah. It's it's me, 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 meology. Yeah. As opposed to focusing on him. Yeah. And he'll work us out. You know. And I, I think this the the idea of, you know, being called, 
is often it's easier for like those you know like us mm-hmm. that are actually approaching ministry theological mm-hmm. studies all of that it's easier you know to be told that we are called and feel called mm-hmm. but for someone that you know like isn't going to approach ministry in that literal like you know studious aspect yeah, not studying it's, it's, theology. yeah it's going to be hard to be referred okay but like what am i called to mm-hmm. you know what is my calling you know, it, it's a, it's, it can be, you know, easy for you to be dismayed and, like, to think, it's like, well, I'm not going to go be a pastor. I'm probably just going to be a deacon or, like, an elder oh, or something. Just, yeah, you know. Just a deacon. Yeah. Oh. But I guarantee you, I promise you, I've seen it even in, like, the most simplistic ways of how people are called. Some people, some of you, like, you're called to help the minister be motivated and just like mm-hmm. be reminded of why you know you're there to just be a reminder of why people are valued mm-hmm. and why they are loved why they exist right because someone could be doing you know something that you know is ideally not right yeah. right and then your calling could be that you're called to to help that person be reminded of their worth yep. in simplistic ways of like that form mm-hmm. and yeah. so yeah if you're if you're worried about your call being either like too small or you know not either too big or whatnot you know don't don't think that that i believe that is a toxic way of thinking mm-hmm. because each and every single one of us are called to serve in first peter 2 3 i believe yeah 315 yeah first peter 315 you know we are called to do one thing and that is to serve right and so in whatever capacity that is to serve you are called in that form mm-hmm. and so that's different for everybody Everybody has a reason. Yeah. Yep. You, you know, you think of that, that little picture of like the domino chair with the smallest domino here and they have mm-hmm. a huge domino right there. And then just pushing that little domino, you get this huge mm-hmm. domino to topple over. It's just like that domino effect mm-hmm. where your calling may seem small now, but then in the future, yep. you can see how yeah. God used you to mm-hmm. make this huge impact. It's, it's you never know. And, and that's, that's a little bit of a weighty thing. For all of us in a way, right? Because you never know what one comment could do for someone, to for or against someone. You and you never know what one action you do accidentally or on purpose can make a difference. You never know if some, somebody might hear this podcast, it could change their life. Not because of anything we're doing, but because of the way God works. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, is that we ought to just view every calling from God as the most important thing. Don't view it as small or big. Yeah, it's it's all big. Extremely if it's a calling from God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I took a uh, actually before I talk about that. Uh, what I'm gonna I'm preaching this Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm actually interning at Auburn City. That's awesome. Uh, Seventh Day Adventist Church, right down here, neighbors of the Academy Church, mm-hmm. uh, with Pastor Ophan, Pastor Corey, and I have the privilege of doing that this summer. And uh, this week, uh, we're going to be starting a series, a little plug, like Peyton mm-hmm. does for yeah. his series. You know, man, if I work with Peyton in the future, that'd be dope in the yeah. same conference. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever God calls. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, Faith Like a River is our theme for this summer and seeing how water, you know, the different water stories in the Bible are uh, talk about faith mm-hmm. and deal with faith. And uh, this week, I'll be preaching on uh, Matthew 8 and the, the story of when Jesus and the disciples are crossing over after uh, in Matthew chapter eight, uh, the sea of Galilee, this is not the one where they're by themselves and has Peter walk out. It's where mm-hmm. Jesus is with them in the boat and they're like, Oh, but why are you a little faith? Um, Matthew chapter eight, we see all of like, uh, Jesus is on this like streak of like healing people. Mm-hmm. 
and like he's going through the town Capernaum, Capernaum, Capernaum. Capernaum yeah. Yeah, 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 he's a yeah. I forgot. I don't even know how you say. It. <laughs> you yeah. Know, what side note? One thing that I've been told by Pastor Rome is whenever you pronounce something, yeah. just pronounce it confidently. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're right. If it's cap- Capernaum, then then it's <laughs> say it with confidence. Just say it that way, yeah. and nobody will question you. Yeah. They'll question if they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. in Matthew eight, so we see Jesus like he's healing uh, a bunch of these people. He's on a roll. He sees a streak and like. And then they get over to, to Peter's house, and he heals his mother, uh, Peter's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, we're going to cross over. And, so, and then we approach the, the story of when they're on the boat, you know, right? They go, and they, uh, they're about to cross. And the waves, there's this big tempest that comes across them. You know, Jesus is, like, sleeping. He's dozed off and like, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like dozed off and like, um, which we call it. Uh, they're like, ah, Jesus, 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 help us, help us. And then Jesus wakes up. He's like, why do you guys fear? Mm-hmm. Are you guys of little faith? Right. He poses yeah. that question to them, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, what I'm kind of extract, uh, extracted from this story is that, you know, I think oftentimes, you know, I'm, my sermon title is to, is faith like a river colon get in mm-hmm. i think oftentimes you know we get into the faith right it's yeah. all good it's it feels good you know everything is going well everything is playing out well in our faith you know we're hearing these good words these sermons and everything but you know i think oftentimes what we as christians tend to do is that we forget what we got into yeah you know knowing that he was there he's there he's with us you know what i'm saying and did you did you guys go on that rafting trip uh, the to Leavenworth or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so like, I mean, talking about that story, you know, I was like, you know, when I heard about what rafting was and what white water was, you know, it's kind of scary at first because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> and then, uh, but I had like, you know, I was kind of dismayed knowing what I was gonna get into, right? You know, all I had to do was just to get in, right? Mm-hmm to the idea right to get in i had to go there take the bus trip there to leavenworth and just have that experience and i made some beautiful memories but you know that time of like i feel like we're in life we're in like this boat in the sea of life and like we know jesus is steering our ship Mm -hmm. we know god is there looking over and in control but we get in and then we just forget and our faith is often dismayed and it's like if you want, a, if you want a good example of faith on that trip, Sammy was sitting on the nose of the boat. Yeah, I like, was <laughs> not on, like not in the front, on the nose. Yeah, and then he took a huge like dive off of one yeah. of the waves. Yeah, Jose was on the nose too, and he yeah. went underwater. Yeah. He was completely submerged. So completely right? submerged. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. But even in like a like a, a non-religious background or you know whatever, like no faith intent, like whether or not we believe in God or not, if someone were to take that trip. They would have had to have some sort of faith in their paddle, mm-hmm. their raft, and the captain. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And that approach to life, like, and like, like, having faith is something we also need to, like, it's just, like, it's a thing that, like, you know, you don't, like, sometimes to see God, it, take, it doesn't even take, like, you know, the extreme spiritual no. settings yeah. or things to just witness him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that's kind of like, often, yeah, we get in, 
and we just forget sometimes God is there. Yeah, I th- I think that we're I like to say it this way we're pampered a little bit. Yeah, and we <laughs> we'll, we'll do that right. We'll have that conversion mm-hmm. where we, we're like I'm all in. Yeah, you go all in. But then when we're not confronted with challenges and and everything's just kind of smooth sailing, we forget. Mm-hmm. You look at the children of Israel over the hundreds of years. Whenever things got easy, they turned away from God. Mm-hmm. And whenever things got hard, they called back to God. But that's not how it's supposed to mm-hmm. be. That's not a relationship. That's using someone like a genie in the bottle. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to call on God when it's good mm-hmm. and when it's bad. Mm-hmm. And we don't often do that. We, we just call on him when things are bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, in this country, in the United States, we're so blessed yeah. that we aren't often confronted with those challenges. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we are, like in a place like a university setting, we don't know how to respond to them. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in that case, you don't even really call on God when you're confronted with that sort of challenge. Mm-hmm. You, you just give up because you have no foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, yeah. mm. <laughs> it, that's even a discussion in itself. Yeah. What are you rooted on? Yep. You know, mm-hmm. what yep. faith, what, you know, what faith, you know, your faith, like, what are your roots? Yeah, what's like, that yeah, and that, that, uh, that applies, you know, because if you're not founded on something sufficient mm-hmm. or, you know, something that will like keep you up. Then how do you expect to grow or you know? It has to be something yeah. internal that you're Yeah. Are you on a house of sand or on a house of rocks? Yeah, exactly. exactly. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> stories. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, to, to talk uh, add a verse that I wanted to talk about was uh oh Romans eight eighteen uh, affirms us about that the sufferings and the things that we're going through right now are not worth the glory, the beauty, mm. and what we already will mm. receive and what we're promised. Right. And it just goes to the... Look at the word of God in the most simplistic way. We are promised eternity with God. Mm. We are promised all these good things with God if we listen, if we obey, in the most base, simplistic way level in our faith, right? We are promised this. Why Why then are we tried? Do we forget that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... That's, that's a really good point. And that's, we, we forget about God. Yeah. I think because we get so caught up in this world. Yeah. And we get, once again, going back to the climate that we're in, I think, we're so obsessed with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's encouraged to be obsessed with yourself, right? Because this, this country was at one point, we, we lived in a place where faith was number one, mm-hmm. I think, at a time. Not to say we didn't have our struggles, but now we've kind of just rejected God altogether and not on an individual level, but on an overall level. Yeah. And when we do that, that means that when you're in a university setting or when you're in the secular world, it's encouraged to be obsessed with yourself. There was a time when narcissism was bad. <laughs> it's not that time anymore. So I think that plays a big role in that because of the world we're in. You don't, it's not encouraged to focus on yeah. God. In fact, focusing on God is seeing in a bad way, in a, in a lot of environments that yeah. we're placed into. And I think that's a huge root of that problem. That's actually a, that's a scary thing. It is. <laughs> that's a scary thing because, right, in our faith walks, there will come a time, like plenty of times, where it's just about me, 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 mm-hmm. me, me, and never about we, 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 never about God and I. Yeah. Or never just about God. Never just about yeah. God, right. And that, that's a scary yeah. thing. Right, because and that's also another thing that can be misconcepted in religion and and faith is that we think that the gospel is only just applying to us. Yeah, it's just applying to us, right? It doesn't apply apply to those heathens. And that we all, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like looking at people as other, 
Like that's yes. that's not a thing like that we should do. We are like it, it exact going back to the most simplistic way in base level. We are all of one race, the human race. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so simple. It is. It is extremely simple. But being the humans that we are, we tend to complicate things. We categorize. Things. We categorize. I, th- I think we discussed that before, but I think that is one of the roots of the problems today, and, and in lots of conversations I've had recently, that's really the crux of it, is that as human beings, we like to simplify things. We like to categorize things, and we we view ourselves in one way, and we view everyone else as other. In one way, shape, or form. And it's a either you're with me or you're against me. It's an all or nothing. It's a you believe such and such, therefore you are such and such. Yeah. And and that's another thing we do too is that it's like a I think, therefore I am almost. It's a you your identity is tied to whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Our identity should only be tied to Christ. Mm-hmm. But in, in this day and Tell age, him. your identity is tied to whatever you do. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Say yeah, that and, again. and you're categorized mm-hmm. by such. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no mercy, there's no grace in that. Yeah. There's no love in that. Mm-hmm. And we have our own definitions yeah. of love, as, as Pastor Rome once said. Yeah. And and it, it, it that's another and so yeah. that's another thing too. I know that you know in our faith walks, you know things can get cliche. Oh yeah. You know, and that's a that's a oh, okay. It's well, right. John three sixteen. <laughs> you know, it's it, such like a beautiful yeah, verse. It's so yeah. like ugh, yeah, off. and like. <laughs> You know, approaching after high school, you know, there are things that we don't want to hear again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And, like, stuff that we don't, you know, kind of relate with. But sometimes we as people, we need to hear that again and again and again. Because again and again and again, we don't get it. We don't. And so, but, I know, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, you know, faith, you know, that idea. What do you guys think? Like, it can, like... that ten- tendency of like being too repetitive and everything mm-hmm. sounding the same and nothing new. Yeah. Or, like, I would feel like that kind of be like scary for someone like in their faith walk, you know. Mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a reason though why things keep getting repeated and become yeah. cliche eventually. It's because yeah. it's it's true. That's, yeah. That's and a really it's good. good. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason for it. Yeah. And so it's, it's important to remember that thing, which is why I think it sometimes can end up getting repeated. Like, for example, John 3, 16, mm-hmm. over and over again. You see it on every car, every shirt, you know. But yeah. it's it's a beautiful verse. It's the gospel. It is the gospel. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's it's just incredible, which is why it's been repeated over and over again, because it's such good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but then, then the question is, what do you do about that? How, how do you fix that problem of it's getting repeated over and over again? Because when people say that, they're not hearing that verse. They're mm-hmm. just hearing, oh, that again. So how do we do that? And I think that involves kind of what we're doing here at Faith Talk is trying to be innovative. The truth is still the truth. It's still the same thing. But maybe we can address it a different way so that somebody can hear it again. Because mm-hmm. once you, you hear John 3.16 once, like, okay, that's cool. And then you hear it 7, 8, 9, 10 thousand times mm-hmm. eventually it loses that oomph. Mm-hmm. but if you address it in a different way then it, it that oomph yeah. comes back you know there's a, there's a difference between knowing something and realizing something mm. you can know for example god love the world you can know that but then once you realize what that sacrifice mm-hmm. really meant and what he really did it's a whole different perspective Absolutely. yeah that's good yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's that comes back once again to these students who go to college campuses and lose their faith because they know in their head right here 
They, they know Christianity. They know what it's about. But it hasn't become real for them. They haven't realized what it means for them. And when it's not... It's not your own experience. When you haven't experienced Jesus yourself, it's easy to give up. Mm-hmm. Once you've really experienced Jesus for yourself, you're never letting yeah. go. <clears throat> and um, to tag on that, you know, there are going to be times where uh, things in our like our walk of faith, times where things are not going to make sense, right? Things are not going to make sense. I took this uh, class called Religion, Faith, and Life mm-hmm. with uh, Timothy Gillespie, who is the pastor of Crosswalk SDA Church down there in the Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that uh, the Gospels, you know, um, the life of Jesus is not really to make sense. It's to create faith, right? Yeah. And that approach, I think, even just looking in the text that I'm, I'll be preaching on this Saturday, you know, what sense does it make that a man stopped a tempest yeah. right what sense does it make that he healed lepers with crazy diseases what sense does it make of that but we as individuals in approaching that reading the text that is like allowing like if we believe that if we allow faith to kick in that's allowing for us for our shape our faith to be shaped because i mean ideally if you're going to just tell this to someone a man you know stopped waves when well, he someone walked on water simply by just looking at a man of high you know authority and when he didn't look at him he he fell in the water it doesn't make sense but it allows you know for us to you know create faith right mm-hmm. and to allow for it to be shaped and so i kind of wanted to share that and see yeah. if you guys what do you guys think oh yeah it's powerful it there's so much in this world today arguing for our attention mm-hmm. right we're pulled in a thousand different directions and one of the things that's key, I think, is realizing priorities. Mm-hmm. We, the disciples didn't really have their priorities in check when they cried out to Jesus, why aren't you saving us? Because if, if they were, they should have been confident, right? Mm-hmm. They'd seen what he'd done. They'd seen him heal lepers. But they hadn't fully realized. They were still, this journey for them was long. And they hadn't realized just who Jesus was. If they had, they would have trusted him enough to not fear because they should have known he's got us. And we, we forget. Mm-hmm. We forget. Mm-hmm. We get in this I, this this faith walk, and then we forget, you know, who we've been like, who we're with. But that's why we need to take hold of, you know, and grasp of the experiences, the moments that we share with each other, to you know those that share of singular mm-hmm. faith with us, to be reminded of the beauty in what we're in. Mm-hmm. So that way we can have motivation to continue our faith walk, to continue creating spaces for discussion like mm-hmm. here. And so that's that's extremely important, you know, being aware and looking out for spaces of where you can have that conversation mm-hmm. of faith. Yeah, yeah, you know, as humans, we all carry our own baggage. We got mm-hmm. anxiety, depression, our sins, our addictions. Mm-hmm. And then God comes along, he's just like, Hey, let me take that. I got it. It's the trash bag analogy. It's the trash bag analogy. He's like, Miss Richards, <laughs> the skit guys. He's like, let me take that. And then initially you could be like, okay, here you go. But I still want this. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, let me take all, all of it. Of it. Mm-hmm. But but I still want this. He's like, no, all of it. Mm-hmm. And then, so you just got to, it's that journey of eventually coming to let him take all of it. Mm-hmm. Instead of holding on to those things that way you don't. Yeah. I love that trash bag analogy. It's it's the Skit Guys video. It's like 13 years old. Uh, I still go back and watch it because it's relatable. It's real. 
Yeah, um, yeah, it's true. It's a powerful message. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think it's something. It, it, it brings you aware of your own struggles because mm-hmm. no matter who you are, there's there's that one thing you're holding on to. I don't know what it is for each and every one of us. It's different, but we all hold on to something. It's a it's a it's a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. It's one of those reality checks. And yet we enjoy watching it, don't we? Yeah, because it almost gives us a sense of comfort. To know that, hey, everybody's going through this too. We're all in this together. And God God forgives us uh, as long as we're aware of it, right? That, that's the key is, is about repentance, is being aware. Mm-hmm. And when you watch that video and you say, I'm aware of the fact that I'm struggling with this, then you're like, and I'm also aware that God forgives me for this. Mm-hmm. And that, that really is relieving in a way. Yeah. I will say, you know, that analogy of, you know, giving up a lot and then still holding on to some, you know, it's mm. a real thing. It's a real thing in our faith. And, you know, like you said, to be aware of it, you know, be mindful that, you know, you are to repent, you know, all that stuff, you know, just know that if you do, you know, end up giving it all as the promise says, you know, we will, the trials of now, right, are are not worth the glory and the beauty that we will have and what is going to be revealed to us in the end. And, you know, every day is a new day. Every day is a new struggle. Something approaches. Life hits, right? The rapids are going to hit. Mm -hmm. The rafts are going to hit. We might lose our paddle. (laughs) We might lose our paddle, but we know who's leading, right? As we long know as you have your eyes on the captain, yes, and he ain't going anywhere. Yes. All four, all four, four, <laughs> mm-hmm. back three. <laughs> yeah, you know, listen, really be mindful of you know what the spirit is trying to tell you to inform you. And sometimes, you know, I know that sounds like a really unpractical thing to listen for the spirit, literally. But you know, in some cases, not always, it's not always going to be the namaste, like <laughs> you know, sense of listening. Yeah, but. You know, be mindful of the different mm-hmm. approaches that the spirit may be approaching you and trying to, you know, have you be mindful of this walk of faith and your calling. And so faith, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. After high school, after graduation, uh, you know, I think we're coming to a close. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. what encouragements can we like encourage our people, our believers, our non-believers, yeah. you know, to help them keep afloat in their raft? Uh yeah. What can we encourage them? We can each go around. Yeah. I'll, I'll start by saying just remember that God's got you. Mm-hmm. No matter how uncertain your future may seem, no matter if you know what you're going to do tomorrow or not, He's got you. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't believe it at times, even if you don't believe in God, I still believe that God's got you. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and kind of like he said, you know, you know, my, even my professor said in my religious faith and life class, right, to not believe in God is to believe. Something Absolutely. and Maybe so that's believe, it, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you believe yeah. you, you believe that God is not real, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have faith, even those people require faith Absolutely. to believe that He is real mm-hmm. because when He is, which we all know, we believe <laughs> that He is, is gonna clap back at them. Mm-hmm. And so, but you know, to tag on what you even said about confidence, mm-hmm. be confident in your faith. You know, be confident in your faith that you are going to get that girl's number, that you are going to get that guy's digits, that you are going to get their gamer tag. I don't know what it is. Be confident. Right. And that's that's kind of something that I would you know encourage someone or somebody today, you know, to be confident. 
right? And what you say and what you believe and be firm, right? You are going to be responsible of what ethics, morals, principles you're going to tag and tag off of into what your shape of faith is going to be. But it's up to you, right? It's up to you and your choice of what you're going to do. And you be of good cheer, right? The Bible tells us. And just know that when the the raft is moving Mm -hmm. and seeming dismayed, just be mindful of who's leading it. And we know who that is. And so... Yeah, I, I kind of want to go off what you brought up, uh, talking to both the believer and the skeptic, right? Uh, to the skeptic or to somebody who's maybe struggling or not knowing where he or she's at with God, I'd say you gotta you gotta look at where your priorities are at. Look yeah. at look at what what's your God in your life? Because we all believe in something, and I I encourage everyone. I don't care where you're at in life, mm-hmm. pursue truth. True. P- pursue find what is true, mm-hmm. not your truth or my truth, because that's a silly concept, but yeah. the truth. And I encourage you to do that because I truly believe, not in order to get to Jesus, don't do it in order to get to Jesus, do it in order to get whatever whatever lies ahead. And I truly believe it'll lead you to the one who said he is the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and to the believer, I say, learn why you believe what you believe. Yeah. Grow strong in that foundation so that when you are confronted with challenges, mm-hmm. you'll be ready to face them mm-hmm. and know that God's got you. He does. And know that no matter what rapids come towards your way, mm-hmm. They are minuscule compared to the joy set before mm-hmm. us in heaven. Because that hope we have is far greater than Tell anything we can comprehend. Tell them. Believer or skeptic, Tell them. the meaning in life comes from something greater than you and I. Mm-hmm. And it's not about us. Mm-hmm. And once you accept that, it's a burden lifted off your shoulders. You may have new burdens that come along. But the fact is, is that they will all lead you to that end prize. That mm-hmm. captain, he who we set our eyes on. Mm-hmm. For the joy set before him, mm-hmm. he endured that cross. Mm-hmm. For us. Mm-hmm. And that's where my meaning derives. And I hope that each and every one of us can derive meaning from the same mm-hmm. thing. A leap of faith. That's leap all it faith. is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I believe that's about it for us. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. God bless. God bless y'all. Mm-hmm. Happy summer. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Faith Talk. Check us out on all of our socials. That'll be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and all the above. We also are on YouTube. And subscribe to all our channels, you know, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, things like that. And be sure to check out our merch store. It not only supports us, but it helps us bring you higher quality content. Yeah, and remember, we got a weekly word on Wednesday every week on Get This Wednesday. And episodes come out first of the month. Thanks so much for watching. Hopefully we'll catch you on the next one. God bless.